1: He was sleeping, good morning, 8,600 miles away when he won Best Actor. And who was that woman on the Oscar stage? She's a real nomad. She lives in a van, plus the craziest moments from the craziest show. Plus the ladies in red Angela, Reese, Amanda, Oscar fashion during a pandemic, then sold out. Packed in tight, even Tom Brady was there.
2: And the return of the J&J vaccine.
1: Then, woman in labor, but it's a setup. Did the boyfriend on bended knee go too far? Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville.
3: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. The Academy Awards are history, but they did happen despite the global pandemic. Producers got creative holding the event at the L.A. train station, spreading stars and nominees apart and trying to make the evening more of a story than an award show. But the emotional ending producers seemed to be hoping for didn't happen. Ms. Jim Murray reports the result was a head-scratching end to the show.
4: The reviews are in, and they're not so good. Sluggish snooze fest, Grim train wreck. The Daily Beast asks, where was the comedy?
5: There was a lack of energy. The show felt quite serious. It did not feel like the glitz and glam that we're used to seeing.
4: There was no host, no musical numbers, and strangest of all, no movie clips. The abrupt ending also left everyone baffled. The show's producers were apparently counting on the late Chadwick Boseman to win the Oscar for Best Actor, so they moved that award to the end of the show, hoping for an emotional grand finale when his widow accepted the award on his behalf. Instead... Anthony Hopkins, the father. The 83-year-old actor wasn't even there. He was sleeping at home in Wales, where it was 4 a.m. When he woke up and heard the news, Hopkins, the oldest ever Oscar winner, recorded an acceptance speech and acknowledged his upset victory. And I want to pay tribute to Chadwick Boseman, who was taken from us far too early. As predicted, the ratings took a giant nosedive, 9.85 million viewers, a drop of 58% from last year's, which were already an all-time low for the broadcast.
3: This is
2: supposed to be the night, the Oscars, the moment that everybody, even if you're not a movie buff, you can turn on your TV and you can recognize stars and you can be awed by the grandeur of it all. And it didn't feel grand. It felt very small.
4: Producers say they were going for something big, like a movie, hence that grand opening shot where Regina King strode into the station. It was a triumph right up until the end when she tripped.
6: Ooh, live TV, here we
4: go. Last week's Derek Chauvin verdict was still fresh on the star's mind. I have to be honest, if things had gone
6: differently this past week in Minneapolis, I might have traded in my heels for marching boots. Right.
4: Now. The show was one big COVID bubble. Everyone was tested for COVID-19. Here it goes. Reese Welcome Witherspoon posted video of her test on Instagram, and when the cameras were off, the masks came on. Today we were there as they were taking the set down. The train station is going back to normal. It was the most diverse Oscars ever, with a record number of nominees and winners of color. One highlight, Glenn Close doing the butt dance gave everyone a much needed laugh. And this Oscar winner's mom is going viral for her priceless reaction to his cheeky acceptance speech. My mom met my dad, they had sex. It's amazing. Like you understand I'm I'm here. Daniel Kaluuya, who won for Uh, Best Supporting Actor, really mortified his mom, who was watching in in London, but in a nice way. That's his sister burying her face in her hands. Backstage, the winners hung out, posing for pictures and getting their statues engraved, but it was all very low-key. One big reveal last night came when we got our first look at Steven Spielberg's remake of the classic West Side Story. The trailer has movie lovers buzzing, A hopeful sign that the return of the Hollywood blockbuster is right around the corner.
3: And Spielberg's remake of West Side Story will hit theaters in December. Nomadland was a big winner last night, took home three statues, including Best Picture. And if you haven't seen the movie, and many people haven't, it is based on a true story. Real-life nomads, two of whom were up on stage with Best Actress winner Frances McDormand last night. Les Trent reports their real life, living in a van, is a world away from Hollywood.
5: Who is that white-haired woman on the red carpet with Oscar-winning director Chloe Zhao? She's also on stage for the crowning moment for Nomad Land's Best Picture Award. Her name is Swanky, and it turns out she's a real-life nomad. In the movie, she plays a character based on her own life living in a van.
3: You can die out here. You're out in the wilderness, far away from anybody. Swanky's
5: been living a nomadic existence since 2009 after losing her job. Never in her wildest dreams did she believe she'd be glammed up and celebrated at the Oscars. The film, starring Best Actress winner Frances McDormand, is a bleak but hopeful look at van and RV dwellers who've fallen on hard times and wander in search of jobs and a place to exist.
1: I've met hundreds of people out here, and they don't ever say a final goodbye. Let's just say, "I'll, I'll see you down the road.
5: The film is based on the book Nomadland, written by journalist Jessica Bruder, who spent three years researching, living in her van.
3: I ended up in a camper van, driving more than 15,000 miles, living in the van for weeks or months at a time.
5: One of the the most remarkable moments of Oscar night came when Frances McDormand let out this wild howl.
4: We give this one to our wolf.
5: You may have assumed it a nod to nomadic life. But it turns out it was a tribute to the film's sound mixer, Michael Wolf Snyder, who took his life last month after suffering from depression made worse by the pandemic and being locked down in his apartment in Queens. I spoke with his mother and father, Joanne and David Snyder.
6: When I saw Fran do the wolf howl, first I laughed and cheered and then I bawled like a baby. That meant so much to
5: me. They say the special call out to their son during the Oscars would have meant the world to him. Looking down from above, if that's the way this works, I'm sure he would have been thrilled. It was a dream job for him. Nomadland director Chloe Zhao made history becoming the first Asian American woman to win Best Thank Director. You. You she economy. says she owes a debt of gratitude to the movie's real-life nomads.
3: We want to show our deepest gratitude to the nomadic community, all the people we met on the road. Nomadland is the lowest grossing movie to ever win a Best Picture Oscar. It earned less than $3 million because theaters were closed because of the pandemic. There was a red carpet at the Oscars, but it was nothing like usual, except for one thing. Since no one's gotten to dress up in so long, this year, the stars pulled out all the stops when it came to glamor.
6: The Oscar red carpet was, well, red hot. Angela Bassett, Reese Witherspoon, Amanda Seyfried, all ladies in red. If you thought the sleeves on Angela's arms were incredible, just look when she turns around. Reese's gown wasn't just one shade of red. Look closely, it was a mix of three different shades.
0: Everyone was definitely excited to get out of their sweatpants and pajamas and get dressed up.
6: Regina King led the return to classic Hollywood glamour, wearing a Louis Vuitton gown reminiscent of a butterfly. It was embroidered with 62,000 sequins and took 140 hours to make.
0: It reminded me of uh, old Hollywood, 1930s. Um, I love the shoulders, I love the blue color.
6: Zendaya got high marks for her yellow, midriff-bearing Valentino gown. She accessorized with $6 million in jewels. Some people think her fashion choice is a nod to a similar dress worn by Cher. Inside, she wore a matching yellow mask. Promising Young Woman star Carrie Mulligan showed a little tummy shimmering in Oscar gold. She socialized with a mask too. Andra Day also wore metallic but got mixed reviews on her very revealing Vera Wang gown. Halle Berry let it flow on the red carpet in a dress she had dyed to accentuate her skin color. She debuted a new bob haircut. Hallie posted this photo showing her locks on the bathroom floor. She also debuted her new boyfriend on the red carpet, singer Van Hunt. Margot Robbie kept it simple and chic in a mermaid dress from Chanel. It was embroidered with flowers and took 205 hours to make. If newcomer Maria Bakalova from the Borat movie wanted to look like a princess, she did. Best director winner Chloe Zhao went for comfort in sneakers. And whose feet are these? It's Glenn Close getting a pedicure before she hit the red carpet. And that's Nicole Kidman sitting cross-legged on the floor, watching the Oscars from home wearing jeans. Been doing this since I was a little girl, she says. It wasn't his tuxedo that got raves for Brad Pitt. It was his man bun. Social media went crazy for that manly ponytail. Leslie Odom Jr. wore gold and it was a no tie look for Riz Ahmed. And Daniel Kaluuya. Laura Dern got mixed reviews for her frock. Not a good thing to be compared to Bjork. Perhaps the most notorious Oscar outfit ever. Remember her Swan dress back in 2001. And the best dressed award
3: goes to
0: Viola Davis. Was absolutely stunning. It's just so beautifully intricate. And then it has flowed into a beautiful white skirt.
3: Viola Davis has been nominated for an Oscar four times. That is more than any other black actress. Big stars, roaring crowds, and people packed shoulder to shoulder. In pre-pandemic times, that was a normal occurrence. But at this weekend's UFC fight in Jacksonville, which was a sellout, and since we are in the midst of a COVID pandemic, that makes it a headline-making event.
2: A sea of humanity is packed inside a Florida arena for a UFC event. 18,000 people sit shoulder to shoulder, mostly maskless, cheering on the fighters. It was the first full-capacity indoor sporting event since the pandemic began. Big names like Tom Brady, Tim Tebow, and actress Megan Fox were in attendance. None wore masks. The massive show in Jacksonville was seen as the latest sign that Americans are desperate for a return to normal life. UFC's packed house showed us what we badly missed, says Yahoo Sports. Others called out the crowd for not wearing masks. 15,000 people inside an arena watching UFC tonight in Florida, which had 7,400 COVID cases today, reads one tweet. Infectious disease expert, Dr. William Schaffner.
0: I can tell you it's going to be a super spreading event. The virus was there. It was spread among some of those recipients who are going to go home and then become ill and spread it to their family members.
2: Meanwhile, there is a renewed push for the Johnson & Johnson vaccine following the 11-day pause. According to polls, trust in the one-shot vaccine is mixed, but at this pharmacy in Westchester County, outside New York City, the demand is high for J&J. Are people coming in, Sal, asking for the Johnson & Johnson shot?
4: Yes, people are happy just to get vaccinated and getting back into a normal state of, of, uh, of life, and they're doing their part in uh, trying to control this disease.
2: And the eyes of the world are on the faraway nation of India, where the virus is said to be swallowing people. Mass cremations are taking place in parking lots because crematoriums are overwhelmed. Some of the images coming out of India are apocalyptic.
0: It's a crisis on all sides.
2: Now there is growing pressure for the USA to send vaccines to India.
0: It reminds us that as we try to control our own part of the pandemic, We need to also be mindful of the much larger problem and to be engaged in a solution.
3: The White House today announced that the United States government will be sharing as many as 60 million doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine with other countries following a federal safety review. That vaccine has not yet been authorized for use in this country. Hey guys, if you are thinking about proposing, you might also be thinking about a creative way to pop the question. Well, the way we're about to show you may not be the best approach.
2: It's an emergency in Manhattan. The woman on the bench is going into labor. Fortunately, that woman in the peach coat is a nurse, and she knows exactly what to do. New York City firefighters are also there, but who's that guy down on one knee? That's when the nurse turns around and realizes it's all been a ruse. I turned around, and then I was like, this is fake, and then threw the gloves and then she put her hands on her hips as if to say, are you kidding me? Mike Matthews says even he was convinced the woman was about to give birth and he set it up.
4: She's screaming and the firemen are taking her vitals and Amy's like in nurse mode I'm like I'm watching an actual delivery oh wait no this is fake Mike
2: planned the elaborate proposal and enlisted the pregnant woman and the FDNY he even had a graphic designer create a fake citizen app alert that said woman in labor just one block away from where they were
4: THAT HELPED KIND OF CEMENT THE VALIDITY OF THE WHOLE THING FOR AMY WAS LIKE, OKAY, THIS IS REAL.
2: ONCE AMY MARSHALL WAS IN FULL NURSE MODE, MIKE MADE HIS MOVE. (laughs) (laughs) OF COURSE, SHE SAID
3: YES. <laughs> FDNY announcing everything. Amy and Michael be getting married on May the sixth, which just happens to be National Nurses Day.
1: Next, look at that hidden treasure: forty-six thousand dollars in cash found in the attic. Another stack of twenties. And the cop and the world's smallest police dog. Did his Chihuahua partner die of a broken heart? Just hours apart.
0: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
3: You won't believe what this guy says he discovered hidden away under some floorboards. Look at that. A treasure hunter
4: finds a long-forgotten box hidden under the floorboards in the attic. I see 20s. I see 10s. Yeah, and lots of them. In the box $46,000 cash. The owner of the Massachusetts house suspected the box was stashed by a relative decades ago and called in treasure hunter Keith Wiley to help locate it before she moved. They didn't want to let it go with the house for obvious reasons and speaking of hidden treasures imagine finding this under your home a hidden tunnel built over a century ago discovered in perfect condition homeowners gary and beth mockins made the discovery of an entrance to a 19th century tunnel when their sidewalk in alton illinois started to buckle uncovered for the first time since 1895
0: there's the opening we have to shimmy into.
4: Inside the tunnel has a grand brick archway.
1: There's a pile of dirt
4: here. One mystery remains. What was it used
3: for? Mr. Mockins, who loves history, says he wants to preserve that tunnel. When we come back, the moving story of the sheriff and his very small canine partner. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? They were crime-fighting partners, a sheriff, and the smallest canine in America. Now they're together forever. Megan Alexander explains. Sheriff Um, Dan
6: McClelland worked side-by-side with with his crime-fighting partner, partner, a rat-terrier-chihuahua mix named Midge, for 16 years outside Cleveland. He liked to brag about Midge being the smallest police dog ever. She could go where the bigger dogs could not.
1: She just happens to be the world's smallest certified police dog, happens to hold the
6: Guinness World's Record for that. Their love for each other was evident.
4: She was with
5: him 24-7. She was with him all day long at work.
6: This past year, Sheriff Dan battled inoperable brain cancer. Midge was at his side every day. Then two weeks ago, the veteran lawman passed away. What happened next astonished everyone. Just six hours later, Midge the little chihuahua was also gone, and many are saying she died of a broken heart.
5: I kind of equate it to the, to the couple that's been married for, for 70 years and then, and then pass away within hours of one another.
6: Dan's son Andy spoke at the memorial service.
1: Sheriff Dan, other than Midge's handler, that's what most of you knew Dan McClellan as.
6: Dan and Midge were buried together, a team to the very end and beyond.
3: It's so sweet. When we come back, a sports car, oops. Finally, today, he's stuck and he can't get out.
4: This elderly gent is checking out a beautiful Lamborghini, but he's really
0: struggling to get out of the wing doors. <laughs> Think it's
3: gonna be a pass.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, at least he was able to get out. That's Inside Edition for today. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next time.